0: Father Matters proudly presents our supervised parenting center for fathers. The center is only for fathers and their children to provide supervised parenting and monitored exchanges. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org or call 602-774-3298. The purpose is to provide a protected setting for parent-child contact. Hours of operation, Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Father Matters Supervised Parenting Center for Fathers. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org or call 602-774-3298.
1: I encourage people to get more than one opinion. Go to more than one attorney and interview them and see who's going to fit with your philosophy and what you want to do. Now, if you hear from two or three attorneys that, hey, you've got to go to trial on this, then you're getting a consensus and you probably do need to go to trial. But if you're getting different opinions from different attorneys, I would say go with your gut because this is your life and you're in charge. And finally, um, well, number three is interview the prospective attorney, as I just talked about. Rule number four, you're going to work with the attorney to determine your budget, hopefully in advance. So I know a lot of times we don't know. And someone may say to me, hey, you know, I've I've got this issue and we're going to modify child support and how much is that going to cost? And my answer is, unfortunately, I have no idea because it really depends on the other person, right? So if that other person comes to the table and we can figure out child support and we're done, then that's going to be a very inexpensive process. If the other person fights you tooth and nail, refuses to provide disclosures, won't show up for meetings, won't respond to settlement offers, then your costs are going to go up exponentially. So understand that one person can drive the process right over the cliff. And before you know it, you're spending more on attorney's fees than what what the outcome is going to be. So we want to avoid that if we can uh, number Five, be proactive to minimize your fees. This is a thing that I see all the time that you become overwhelmed, the client is is upset and you know it 's very stressful and it 's emotional, and it 's all those things, and they end up defaulting or um, delegating everything to the attorney well we 're expensive. And it's an expensive exercise for you to not, for example, um, scan your own documents and get them to our office. Because if we have to sit and scan a big stack of documents, it takes time and we're going to bill you for that. So, understanding what you can do. This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims.
0: I know you had a great Thanksgiving. I know you spent a lot of money on Black Friday. I know, I know, I know, because I had a great Thanksgiving and we spent a lot of money on Black Friday. You see, we opened up the show a little different than normal at times. One, we like to mix it up. Jeremy and I talk about the openings of the shows and the closing of the shows a lot. But if you remember back in October, in late September, we had family law attorney Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm. And she was speaking about the myths and mysteries of family law cases. So we did a part one, and we did a part two that first week of October. Go back to SoundCloud.com, BlogTalkRadio.com, the Father Matters website, FatherMatters.org, or even the Father Matters Facebook page, and it's around the first week of October. And she did the myths and mysteries of family law cases, and we did a part one and we did a part two. And if you listen to the hundreds of shows we've done since we started the Father Matters show in August of 2014, We've if we ever played something back, we've only did a part one and part two. Because this was the holiday season and we talked about this at the beginning of November, this is a stressful time. A lot of people are happy because it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas and it's New Year's. But on the other side, there's a lot of people who are going through visitation, pick up, drop offs, uh, parenting times. Who has the kids this week? Who doesn't have the kids this week? The kids plane was late. Uh, the, The mom or the father wasn't where they were supposed to be. And we've been getting a ton of those calls over the last couple of weeks at the Father Matters office. That's why we do have the Parenting Center for Fathers. It's not a visitation center. You don't visit with your children. You parent your children. So it's the Father Matters Parenting Center for Fathers. We have the parenting classes and the support groups and all the other stuff that we have services. But still, we got a ton of emails. We got a ton of phone calls about people who are violating their parenting plan. The mother didn't show up when she was supposed to. The father didn't drop the kids off when he was supposed to. Uh, It was just it's just been a mess. And right in the middle of all this Thanksgiving and Christmas is right around the corner. But you know what? Father Matters services does not stop. It can't stop. Our hearts go out to the people uh, who go through this stuff. I've been through that. I started Father Matters 20 years ago because I went through that stuff. Um, just went through a crazy visitation thing myself over the last couple of years with my two smaller children. Praise God. I'm blessed. My wife and I, my uh, we were blessed with we have the, the children full time. And I'm saying full time instead of full custody, because it's funny when fathers get the children full custody is not considered full custody. It's 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 it's, uh, it's parenting time. When mothers get the children full custody on the court papers, it's called full custody. I don't care what it's called on paper. The bottom line is my babies has been with my wife and I and their stepsisters since September of this year, full time, whatever, how you want to say it. So, you, you know, th- there is a light at the end of the tunnel. OK, and I don't talk about anything that I haven't been through myself or someone in the staff Or we talk about real stuff on the Father Matter show. I do want to ask you, though, if you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to FatherMatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. We need your help. It's the holiday time issues and, and stress still goes up. But giving goes down and all of our services are free. The radio show is not free, and but we get calls and emails from all around the country. Thank all of you. I appreciate it so much. Uh, but it costs money to answer the phones and keep this airtime going and, and all the media outlets the way that we reach over 17,000 people a week nationally. We need your help. If the Father Matters show has ministered you in any way, shape, or form, will you please consider donating to Father Matters? We are listener-supported, listener-supported, listener-supported. What you did hear was about two minutes of Pamela on part three of the myths and mysteries of family law. The reason why I want to play this again, because I'm not an attorney. father matter staff are not attorneys, but you pour out to us and we want to pour back to you. So we want you to hear from an attorney. So without further ado, we're going to continue part three of the myths and mysteries of uh, family law cases with Pamela Donison. Jeremy.
1: So understanding what you can do on your own versus what the attorney needs to do is an important distinction to make. And so if you're hiring an attorney, I encourage you to ask, what can I do to reduce my fees? What are the things, the steps that I can take, the work that I can do on my own, my own homework in order to cut those fees down? And there's often lots of things that the client can do to reduce their fees. Some things I'm just going to have to do. But other things like gathering documents, that sort of thing, absolutely you should be doing that to save yourself money. And then finally, be a smart consumer. So an example, um, we have a client who's really a darling person and loves to talk. (laughs) And, And so she'll call our office, and she might have one question. But she'll talk and talk and talk, and then later she'll call back and say, oh, yeah, I forgot that other question. And then she'll talk and talk and talk, And that's not a really good way to consume legal services. It's actually really an expensive way. So if you're going to be communicating with your attorney, make a list and make one phone call a week or one email a week versus 15 emails with 15 different questions. So just those little techniques of minimizing your exposure for fees can go a long way. So... I'll give you another example. Very often a client will call and say, I have to talk to Pamela. I have to talk to her right now. Schedule me in. I've got to talk to her. And then I get on the phone, and they have a question like, so tell me what's the date of our hearing? Well, that's not really a question that requires a law degree. (laughs) So, again, using services and incurring fees that are not really necessary. And that's something that, that my case manager can answer. So whenever possible, talk to the secretary. If the secretary can't answer it, talk to the paralegal. If the paralegal can't answer it, then go to the attorney. And that way you're reducing your exposure to fees. Any questions about fees or that kind of thing, how to, how to choose? Yes, yes. It really depends on the attorney. So um, her question was, if you're interviewing attorneys, how much is that going to cost? So, for example, at my office, my initial consult is, is discounted, but I still charge $250 for that first hour. Some attorneys charge less than that. Some charge their full hourly rate. I know several that charge their full hourly rate for that first hour. I don't know very many attorneys who offer a free consultation. Now, some attorneys will advertise a free consultation, and when you arrive, you're meeting with a paralegal for a half hour, so that's your free consult. In other cases, you will be meeting with an attorney, and and they are giving you that service for free, but I think it's becoming less and less prevalent, and the reason is because if I gave free consultations, that's all I would do all day, every day. And we have other clients that we have to take care of. So understand that you probably are going to be paying some amount of money to the attorneys that you're meeting with. Now, is that a good investment or a bad investment? Personally, I think it's a good investment because landing with the wrong attorney can be a very expensive mistake. And I'll tell you why. Example. I have a case right now. The parties started this adventure <laughs> in in their legal life uh, in December of uh, 2014. So we're now over a year into it. I represent Mom. Dad selected an attorney who um, really likes to litigate a lot, like everything, like. Blue? No, not blue. I'll file a motion to dismiss blue. It's going to be green. So that kind of litigation. Dad didn't know any better. He got a referral from a neighbor. The neighbor said, oh, call this person. I know them from something, church or somewhere. Call that person. They'll take care of you. We are now um, 15 months and 16 months into the case And dad has spent over $50,000. Mom has spent close to that. And nothing has been resolved. Nothing. Dad fired his attorney finally in December of 2015 after realizing that what was happening was nothing good. There was a lot of fees going on and no action. So there was a lot of what I call lawyering. You know, you're going to lawyer this thing to death. Um, so there's lots of motions and, and lots of that sort of thing to the court. But in pract- in the practical reality for the parties, they were getting nowhere. So that decision by dad to choose that attorney without really knowing any better has cost both of them a year of their life and a ton of fees. So that initial investment, when you really find out, what is this attorney going to do for me and how what's their approach – I think is a really good investment of your time and money so that you don't end up with an attorney who's not really on the same page as you are. And in this case, that attorney was really not on the same page as dad, who he's sort of stunned, frankly, by the amount of fees. And he's also really disappointed because he didn't know any better. And now we're, we're over a year into this and they still aren't divorced and we're not even close. So... That's my opinion on whether or not consultations are a worthwhile investment. Let's talk about cost comparisons for a minute. So the cheapest way to do anything is to do it yourself, right? So you need that new bathroom, do it yourself. You're going to save a ton of money unless it leaks. (laughs) then you're not going to save a ton of money. You're actually going to end up spending more money to repair the leak. So the the way that you allocate your money is where's my expertise. But the cheapest way to do anything is to do it yourself. And our courts have been very proactive in making that process easy. So there's forms online, there's Q&As, there's all manner of information and resources online through both the Maricopa County Superior Court and the Arizona Supreme Court. Both of those websites have a ton of information for anyone who wants to do it themselves. Next up is going to be um, an a la carte uh, type of situation. When I say that, our state bar allows us to provide what's called unbundled services. So you can call me and say, all I want you to do is my response to the petition for paternity, or all I want you to do is draft our consent decree. That's an unbundled service. A bundled service, if you want to call it that, would be, I just want you to represent me in my divorce, whatever that means, whatever that takes. So unbundled services are a great way to save money because maybe only you need is one thing. You don't need the whole gamut. Next up would be mediation. It's generally a very cost-effective method of resolving your differences. And depending on the mediator, they very often can draft your documents for you as well. So I'm a mediator and I'm an attorney, so I can draft documents on your behalf. Um, some mediators are not attorneys, and so they would not be able to provide that service. And understand that when we're assisting you in drafting your documents, it's always, we're always getting the direction from the client. What, you know, what, is your, what are the terms of your settlement and how do we nail that down and make that in a way that the court understands it and, and it's enforceable? but mediation is always going to be more cost effective than some other methods. Next up would be a a collaborative divorce or collaborative practice. In collaboration, you have two attorneys and two parties, and all four of us sign an agreement that we're not going to court. So we're opting out of court, but we're not really mediating because we do have two attorneys. And in that process, we generally consider one another to be co-counsel, much more than opposing counsel. And I say that because we're on the same team, your team. So if we have mom and dad and two attorneys, that's our team, and we could add additional team members. So additional team members might be a child specialist, might be a communication coach to help mom and dad communicate more effectively regarding their children, And then we may also have a financial neutral. And the financial neutral is most often a certified divorce financial analyst, and their job is to help us look at that one pie that we have and help us decide the best way to split the pie. And maybe some things go over here to dad, and some things go over here to mom, but what makes the most sense? If you're in front of your judge, their job is to make things equitable and sometimes making them equal. So everything gets cut down the middle. When you're working with a financial expert, very often they'll come up with more creative ways to do things. So instead of splitting everything 50-50-50, they may say, well, let's put these two accounts over on dad's side and we'll put this car and this other account on mom's side. So you can do some horse trading uh, that you might not otherwise be able to do. In the collaborative process, there are a, a number of specially trained attorneys Uh, mental health professionals and financial professionals in our state. And so if you're interested in that, you can go to collaborativepractice.com, and there's all kinds of information. Uh, Next up is negotiation. Again, not, not a terribly costly process, as long as you can come to an agreement. Sometimes negotiations get bogged down, and that's usually when we might call in a mediator. So I am a mediator and I go to mediation because sometimes I'm representing a client and it's and we need to get this resolved. And obviously I can't resolve it because I'm not neutral. I'm representing someone. So in that case, we might take our case to mediation and negotiate a settlement. It's still going to be less expensive in almost every case than litigation. And then finally, of course, the top expense would be litigation. And that the expense of litigation is really the sky's the limit, or your pocketbook or your bank account um, is going to be the limit. So understand that when you commit to litigation, you're very often committing to a serious financial burden, and it may uh, really be, at the end of the day, have not been worth it. I have not in my entire time of practice had a client walk out of litigation, give me a high five and say, that rocked. Let's do it again. And here's my checkbook. Nobody's ever done that. And there's a really good reason because it's expensive financially. But worse than that, it's really expensive emotionally. Um, Litigation is stressful for everybody. It's stressful for the judges. It's stressful for the lawyers. And it's really stressful on the parties. That stress often trickles down to the children. Because if a parent is stressed and upset, your children know it, they pick up on it. And litigation can really make children afraid and can contribute to a lot of insecurity because they're not sure what's going on. They just know that you know, mom and dad are fighting or arguing or um, feeling tense about this upcoming trial. And very often kids have their own set of myths and mysteries around those types of actions. So the expense is not just the money, and I encourage you to keep that in mind. How am I on time? I think I have about ten, five minutes. Okay. So I'll just walk quickly through the divorce process. Um, as I mentioned before, there's lots of good resources online. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait.
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a
1: minute. So I liked your list of what was available to you by money. But let's say one family has money that they could very easily go the litigation route, but the other one does not. Will the bottom um, line of of that, that security net which should be, I would think, 50-50, right? A a father and mother would have the same rights to have time with their child. Will that catch that person, that family, or does the person with all the money really make out? I wish I could be um, less cynical, but frankly, money can get you a very long way in court because you can afford experts, depositions, subpoenas, um, ongoing motions and trials. Litigation is expensive, and my observation is that access to justice is limited by your income. Now, I know a lot of people are trying to change that, but that's our reality today. And yes, I have seen families throw a lot of money on an issue in order to resolve it in their favor. Is it always successful? No. And there is a little bit of a safety net because our statutes do allow that if one party has far less resources than the other, they can ask the court to have that person pay a portion of their fees because of that disparity in income. Whether or not it's successful is entirely up to the judge because it's at the judge's discretion whether or not they allow that. But it it is allowed, and it does happen. But frankly, if you have an unlimited pile of money over here and $1,000 over here, then obviously this person with the big pile of money is going to be able to bring a lot more to the scenario, again, through expert testimony and so on, things that are expensive. So I'm sorry to have to deliver that news, but I, I think that's our reality. Yeah, it's our reality. So I'm I'm going to just skip uh, to the end. Um, I've got a couple of slides in here that sh- just show you the front page of the Maricopa County Superior Court and the Arizona Supreme Court. Um, but my final message to you is just keep your kids in mind. So keeping the peace is what is the going to be in the best interest of your kids 99% of the time. There is a percentage of the time that keeping the peace is not possible and doesn't present a good outcome. So if you have domestic violence in your situation, if you have child abuse in your situation, if you have substance abuse and or addiction in your situation, keeping the peace may not be the best thing because keeping the peace may be submitting to further abuse, allowing further abuse or enabling a person who is an addict. So In those few cases, then keeping the peace is probably not going to work. In every other case, keeping the peace is a far more valuable asset than you might expect. Because keeping the peace means that your kids are not drug into the middle of a battle. That your kids are allowed to love both parents and step-parents and without any sort of uh, repercussions. So keeping the peace can mean being friendly and being civil and kind with an ex-spouse. It can mean extending your hand across the aisle to that step-parent and saying, you know what? We're, we're both gonna be in these kids' lives. How do we make that work? You might not like that person at all, but remember, they're spending a lot of time with your kids. So, Th- keeping
0: the pieces- That was Pamela Donison of Donison Law Firm sharing with us the myths and mysteries of family law cases. Reach out to Pamela at her website, donisonlaw.com. D O N I S O N Law.com. Thank you for listening to the Father Matters Show. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. We got to go. We're completely out of time. So we'll see you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.